afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon or good morning, whatever time frame that you are currently in. We certainly want to wish everyone well. And hopefully everyone is doing well. Just want to make sure that you guys are staying up on what's going on in our great state of Florida and for locally the Fort Myers area. But also, like I said, we just want to keep everyone abreast as, as far as the things that are happening and the things we really want to talk about that are really touching our nation, specifically Florida. But these things, a lot of things are happening pretty much in conjunction one to another. What's happening within the nation is something that's certainly touching Florida. So we want to talk about a few things. I want to, again, welcome Dr. Cindy Banyer, a great friend, a great mentor, a great person. Certainly want to certainly welcome her coming into our midst and just being a part of the conversation. And so it's always good to have a good conversation with some good people. Welcome, yeah. Dr. Cindy Banyer. <laughs> introduce yourselves. This is the amazing Howard Knapp. No, I know, but I just want to make sure that, like I said, everyone certainly knows. But again, I am Howard Sappin. We're looking to have a wonderful time on now. So some of the things we want to talk about, we're going to talk about a pop period of things, certainly for today. The first and foremost, we want to talk about, because this thing, it continues to be such a prevalent Terrific. subject and topic in our country today, not just Florida, but our country is, again, gun. So we see... The, again, continuing with the mass shootings, continuing with the gun issue that the gun violence and those things are happening. And it's we just can't get in front of that. And it just seems like at this point, the, the things are just, and I feel, just well out of hand. And I don't think that our legislators are doing what needs to be done. Because I think the last time we were talking, Cindy, we were talking about the NRA and them and some of the things that they did and their influence on legislation and that type of thing. And I really believe that our legislators will have to, at some point, someone has to say, look, enough is enough. Yeah. And then you, because you look at now, again, at a school, at a movie theater, now at a mall. These this things, at a mall, right? This right, was Alan, right? right? Yeah, this was at a mall. And I think, what was it? Eight person dead, nine people dead? Eight people ranging from ages of five to 61. And it, the weapon seems to be once again an AR-15 an style AR rifle yep, yep. that caused so much damage. And we are hearing this time and seeing some of the graphic video footage from it. And it's been really shocking, but I think it's really important. There was one man who did an interview because mm -hmm. he was there on scene trying to help people. And he talked about how he went to help a young woman who he right. found behind the bushes and he mm -hmm. turned her head over and she and had no face. Exactly, it's yeah. so graphic, but we need to know because I think people who are envisioning this glorification of the AR-15 are really not either aware or not willing to talk about the actual damage to the human body that these guns cause. That, that, that's true. And then that's the thing. And, and I look at it as, okay, an AR-15, what is it that you need an assault type of weapon for? If you're a hunter, you need an AR-15? Really? Dude, if you're well, a hunter and this is you go, if they're going to obliterate you need, uh, Maybe you need to find another hobby. That's that because, of, or just you need to hone in your, your skills a little bit more to have this type of weapon just that's readily 
available to whomever wants to buy it and go from there, it, it makes no sense. It really makes no sense. And I know that the, uh, the NRA, the first thing that they're going to say, guns don't kill people, people kill people. But then again, just and so to have a regulation to limit them to do this, to do that is really unconstitutional because of the fact that the Constitution says, again, my right to bear arms. But then I think that they're certainly taking that particular piece out of context when they talk about my right to bear arms. And if they really want to get into it, and I know there was some changes from its original intent, but I don't think it was to the point that it is now. And I look at it on a couple of ways. First with, I'll just say with technology. We, back in, when whenever they had, just said when they developed the car, and of course, who developed the car, we're not going to get into that. But when the car was originally developed, it go it went a certain speed limit. When this is what it was, and it went this speed, this speed, this speed. And as, as time progressed, they began to develop more and more vehicles that would, was able to go a lot faster. So you have these things. So now, they say, but what with that came a lot more deaths because of the speed. Now, speed alone doesn't kill, but it's the people behind the wheel that's doing the killing because of the fact yes. that they, exactly. So now let's transverse that to the guns. Guns alone don't kill people. It's the people behind the guns, but what do they do with the speed? They begin to put up regulations and restrictions on the speed. Why? Because they said speed kills. Speed alone doesn't kill. That's just a, basically an arbitrary thing. That, that's just something that you can measure by a device. Speed doesn't kill. It's the person behind the wheel and the things that they've done that would cause someone to lose their life or cause lives of other, others. Now, guns are the same way. True, right. guns don't kill. So why are you guys afraid to put restrictions and regulations on a gun, but you're not because of speed? It's the same premise. It's right. the same premise. So you look at these things and I'm saying, okay, why? And then, and they just continue with the same thing. So at some right. point, again, like I said, the legislators have to come up to, to, to the, to me, the only conclusion is that I'm not saying take guns away from people, but there is some type of regulation and some type of restriction that you need to now at this point, come out and say, look, we need to do something. And NRA may be upset or whatever the case may agree, disagree, something, it doesn't matter. But too many deaths are being caused now because of this particular piece. And then to take that a little bit farther, and, and if you have something, just take that a little bit farther. Now we have this specific governor, the governor of Florida, that and we're talking about these things that they just now, the end of their session now coming with all of these things. But now the governor of Florida joining, and, and I understand other, some other states have the same thing, but I don't agree with that either. Now all of a sudden you have yeah, permitless carry of firearms? Really? Dude. And the lowering of the age. Yes. So after Parkland, they had come together in the Florida legislature because there was this horrific tragedy. Pulse shooting was also here in Florida as well. And then Parkland. And they raised the age that you mm -hmm. needed to be to buy an AR-15 to 21 from 18. Right. This session, they rolled it right back to 18, as well as instituted the permitless carry. Which is, I think that is totally asinine. With the current situation of things that are happening, you want to give someone the opportunity or give them now latitude of, hey, don't worry about getting any type of 
permit or anything like that. Just conceal your weapon, carry it. And because the first thing that's going to happen is whenever there's an issue, a problem, just now when the other gun incidents that have ha that has happened with the person, people going to the wrong houses, people shooting mm -hmm. at them, people getting killed. And that's if they well, have everybody trigger happy. Everyone's trigger happy. Exactly. And let's talk a little bit about the role of the NRA as well. The NRA is a lobbying organization that is yes. also funded by the manufacturers. So it's got right. members and people, but it's actually the voice piece of the weapons manufacturers, right? Their job is to sell more weapons and to make it possible for the policies and the regulations to be as minimal as possible exactly. to sell more weapons. They're not there to help people. They're really actually not even there for your rights, right? No, they're no, not. They no, don't, they're the not. Second Amendment is just like this thing that they use, right? Mm -hmm. Their goal is to sell more weapons. And the lower the restrictions, the more weapons they can sell. But these uh, agencies and organizations that are selling the weapons as well have also been targeting fragile masculinity and using the AR as a weapon saying, oh, this is super cool. Like this is going to make you not only just look cool, but be able to protect yourself and your family. They've twisted it, the, right. the discussion on this mm -hmm. to make people think that this is the weapon. And they've actually been marketing the AR-15 to younger and younger folks. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what we're seeing as well. And so the rollback to 18 is another one of those situations where this is profiteering companies convincing policymakers to make regulations for them and not for the people. No, I totally agree with you because it's I, like I said, it all comes to comes down to it's just a money thing. It's a money thing. And of course, like you say, for a generation of just say from 30 and younger, these just say 18 to 30, if I'm going to have the the baddest weapon around or something, my gun is bigger than your gun type of situation, because that's basically all you have. You know, yeah. my gun is bigger than yours. And so that that's where they're looking to, that's the audience that they're targeting so that they can certainly get those interested in, well, like you said, they'll use a second amendment as, well, yeah, you can protect your family. You can do this, you can do that. And no one don't know, be able to, to be able to touch you. And it's, Really? But then when you see a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, or whoever that's killed by this particular the smithereens that they yeah, have to yeah. identify by their shoes and their DNA, like we saw in Uvalde. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's it, the it, reality. It makes no sense. It's unreal the way that legislation and the legislators are really looking at this particular, or at least not looking at actually this particular issue, because they really don't feel the need to do anything and it's some something that has to be addressed and, and i don't think i honestly don't think that it's going to get any better we need people with political will to act and exactly. people who are not at the behest of the nra because here are the facts about weapons right now first of all gun deaths are the number one cause of death number one. Children. Yeah, yes. the number one death it surpassed vehicles which had been the number one uh, cause of death for children. Now it's guns. And it's let's guns. make sure that people understand what that means. Because yes, these mass shootings are horrific. 
But those are only a small portion of the deaths. The actual risk is all these people who have been brainwashed to think that guns make them safer. Because here's what happens in your home. If you have a weapon in your home, you are more likely to die by suicide. You are more likely to die by homicide. You are more likely to die in an accident involving that weapon than you are ever to use it defending yourself. By multitudes. Mm -hmm. Something like 14 times more likely. That's to die crazy. by suicide than use it in a an altercation against a bad guy coming into your home. So it's a complete fallacy that people have been sold that these right. weapons help them. And so I think we need to talk about that. We need to talk about the reality of it. The mm -hmm. reality is a good guy with a gun makes for a great story, but not a solution. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you there because even what they say that, and I'd have to pull up the statistics just because you had mentioned that a gun in the home, as far as protection is concerned, you're more, more likely to actually get hurt by the same gun than you are to protect yourself, especially if you have kids. So they could see that now you have kids that are taking guns out of the home, taking those guns into the schools or wherever it is. And you have these kids, you have these incidents, you have issues and stuff like that. And those are just the reported pieces or the reported pieces where the kids get into the gun. Now, not saying anything about when the parent, hopefully the parent would catch or be able to take care of that situation prior to it becoming a significant issue or problem. But just because you have a gun at home does not make you any safer because no. most of the people, when they do get a firearm, know nothing about using or not how to use that particular weapon. How many times do they go get training? How many times do they go to a shooting range to practice, to know how to handle the firearm or anything like that? They just get the firearm and say, well, I'm protected now. And that's yep. not the case. And we've just rolled back the only minimal, meager protection that we had in the state of Florida with this permitless carry. Because now you don't have to apply for your concealed weapons permit. Exactly. Which actually required some training, right? Now you don't have any of that. So anybody who's over the age of 18 can have a weapon on them. There we go. And it will, we can expect to see more deaths by violent homicide. And yes. we can expect to see more deaths from accidents related to this. And that's just because it's a weapon. And when it's around, people are more likely to get hurt. This is the reality of it. This is not... The Wild West, this is not the fantasy where everybody's a great gunslinger. <laughs> no, that's what the that's what the weapons companies that are selling these things want you to believe. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that people, even if they're purchasing weapons, more often they're not, they're not actually storing them in a way that's safe in their home. And many people make the mistake of keeping it not only not in a safe and a secured location, but keeping it within reach and loaded. So mm -hmm. you are just making it possible to have an accident in your home. And um, this is why I myself was very happy to hear President Biden's response to this, which was calling for safe storage and yes. education yes. and accessibility on the storage. It's something also that Moms Demand Action, which is a nationwide organization that is now larger than the NRA in terms of its membership. So that's wow, good. Look at there, look at there. People who are advocating against these rollbacks of regulation. So one of the things they always advocate for is the, the safe storage of weapons. And I personally am somebody who thinks that's important. I, as a candidate, was a mom's man candidate. And I think that we need to continue to have the discussion and talk to people about the facts. 
right? Because that's where people are being misled. I agree. I totally agree. And that's the thing. People are going on a lot of things that they just hear or something like that, but you have to get the facts. You have to do a little bit, do a little bit of homework, do a little bit of research, look these things up and saying, what is a real issue? Because even with the road rage and everyone having a concealed weapon and stuff like that, the first thing people are going to reach for is their firearm, their weapon, because they're this or upset or whatever the case may be. It, it, you ju- they're just opening up the can to so many different things and so many different issues that can happen because of the fact they just have a firearm that's readily at their disposal with no type of regulation. And it's sad that we are where we are, yeah. but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fight it. Just like you, I'm certainly one that's a proponent, even as I run for again, office in 2024, a proponent of having the regulations on firearms and on gun control and on training and on these things that's going to make us safer, not trying to take anybody's rights away or your constitutional right or anything like that. But with your constitutional right, there is still a responsibility to be safe. So regardless of what, there is a responsibility to be safe. So with that, with your constitutional right, please just know that, you know, that that right does not stop there. Because just because you have the right does not mean that you now can disregard the rights of others. Just because you have a right for one thing does not mean that you can disregard the rights for others and put their safety in harm's way. Just like we have the, uh, the Guardian program. Here we go again, a bad legislation trying to fix an issue that people are afraid to begin to, to address. You want to put more guns in school? You want to, okay, we're going to give people training. They have to go, I think it's now, what, 144 hours of training and the teacher can't have this. But you're still putting more five, more guns into a school and... <laughs> Idea. For the purpose, it's just a bad idea. So, what? How do you fight fire with fire? And that—that's. It's to me, it's just like no significant or no very lengthy thought into coming up with some solutions that's going to actually work. I think that a lot of times the, uh, the legislators, because of the fact that they want to it to seem like they're doing something, so uh-huh. they put something out there. So they want to want people to think that we're doing something. Cause, so we're just going to throw this out there and see if it sticks. Come on, let's be serious. Let's have some real constructive conversation that's going to make sense in the end. And that's why, I'm, because I, I just really think that they're not, they're just not doing anything. And that's why in Florida we have, of course, they had this quote, big old, big super majority that now that they're at the end of their session, the governor just started signing, you know, it's whatever came in front of him, he just signed it. Let's, just sign this just because. And that, to me, it just seems like that's all he did. I think it's, what, about seven or eight different bills that he signed? You He's know, signed in a way. It's the time, right? So Yeah, yeah. this is a six-week abortion piece. And I think the, the information that you said, the six-week abortion piece, let's carry. One, one of the other things that I thought was very interesting, two things, actually. The one was where the pronouns, no longer using pronouns and stuff like that. And my thing is, dude. Really, that's hurting you how? That's affecting Culture you. war nonsense. How? Come on, man. So that and then going to the colleges and universities, now taking away the, the requirement to, to have diversity programs. Really? This guy is, and, and they did it just because. And that's the thing that really hurts me. It's the fact that you're doing it just because. There is no rhyme. There is no reason. There is nothing you can say that you can justify to say that this is going to hurt someone if yeah. you have this a diversity program. So you don't want your colleges or your universities to have a diversity program. 
and just because of the fact that people want to be, you want to bring to me, if you are a governor of a state that has the, and I know a lot of states do, but I'll just use Florida as an example right now, almost a melting pot of various ethnicities. Why wouldn't you want something to promote diversity of in your colleges, in your universities, because these are people that's going to be going out into the public, going out into society, going out into the workforce, going out into these common places where they're going to see such a multiplicity of ethnicities and being able to handle and understand the diversities, the ethnicities, the respecting these particular cultures, and then bringing those things into where we live. But you want to take that away. Yeah. It's this is part of that broader Ron DeSantis fighting against woke. It's the extension of the pushback against CRT, which was totally made up in education. This is wholly red meat for the base. This is a that was a red meat bill. It is going to hurt. You're absolutely right, Howard. It's going to hurt our students and our workforce in the long run. Yes. And it's going to make them less competitive in this state and outside of this state. But I don't think that matters because this was about galvanizing the Republican base behind Ron DeSantis ahead of his presidential run, which he was probably going to announce this week or next week. Yeah. And that as soon as he signed the bill that said that he does not have to resign to run, as soon as that, I knew that I knew here we go. So now he's going to get ready to go ahead and announce because that's what everything was leading up to. And here we are. And I think that's what he's going to do. And even with the uh, the bills that that aids the insurance companies so that you can't oh, yeah. necessarily sue them. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> building, the building he's that signed, base. By the way, the very first bill. Yeah, yeah, he's build, building that base for the uh, the financial support. That was for the donors, exactly. That was for the donors. And there you go. But yeah, it's amazing how you know people if they can't see, and we really want to encourage people to get out and get involved at least educate yourself as far as what's going on with our state, with our governor, with our legislation, political wise, make sure that you begin to look up these things. Not saying that you have to write a thesis or a dissertation or anything on any of these, but at least make yourself informed as far as what's going on and what's happening, because these are things that's going to hit you. You may not see it right now. Trust and believe these are things that's going to certainly hit you. How do you come back? People are going to feel these things. People are going to feel these things. Yeah. But see, but how do you combat these things? We combat these things by getting out and voting because of the fact that the Republican Party or the, the state legislator for Florida this this election year has what we call a supermajority. And that supermajority right. means that they had more Republicans in the House and more Republicans in the Senate so that whenever a vote was needed, all they had to do was vote via party line and they could get anything approved. How do you and fight whatever that? They wanted. Yeah. You fight that by going to the polls and voting for the people that you know that's going to stand up for your rights. But you have to go to the polls. We have to make sure that we get people in position and in office that's going to vote and that's going to make legislation that's going to protect everybody, human rights, kids, teachers, whatever it is, you know, so many things that's. Work for people, because this is what's so crazy about the gun debate as well. It's not really actually a debate. The majority of people in America, the majority of people in Florida want common sense gun legislation. That's true. Very true. Thank you. It's the majority. We actually have the government right now working against what the majority of people want to do. And we're not talking just like 51 versus 49. No, No, this is 70s. 
Yes, yes. They people want to feel safe and we have a completely corrupted, out of control government in Tallahassee right now yes. that is doing the bidding of Ron DeSantis to help his political career. And everybody else is just doing the work of the lobbying agencies that have funded their campaigns. And it needs to stop. It, it needs to stop. Definitely. So everybody needs to go to Lee.vote to update their voter registration to get their vote by mail and listen to people like Howard Zapp. And now you know it's Howard Sapp because he's giving you the information about how these things going through the Florida legislature are going to affect you. Exactly. And thank you so much for that, Cindy. And yes, I want to make sure that everybody get out and vote. Like I said, go to Lee.gov, update your voter registration file so you can get the the mail-in ballot so that you can, when, when it's time, 2024 is coming up, you want to make sure that you mail in your ballot, fill it out, mail it in, get in it early so that we can begin to let our voices be heard. We can make, uh, again, doing away with the nonsense and coming in with some common sense legislation, just like they can come in and they can write a bill to say that they can do this. We can go back and write a bill and say, look, let's do away with the nonsense and we can make sure that things are taken care of the way that they need to be taken care of. And people are protected the way that they need to be protected. You need to be feel safe. So make sure that you put people in place that's going to help you feel safe. So that's yeah. the things that we want to do to make sure that you feel safe. Our kids are safe going to school. You're safe going to the stores. I know that there's going to be certain things that happens that, that we have no control over, but the things that we do have control over, that's you getting out voting. You have control over that. Make sure you do that. Don't worry about what you don't have control over, but you can control your vote. And so we want to make sure that you vote. So and we didn't again. even get into the election regulations that were passed as well. That's what they took that uh, Ron DeSantis resigned to run amendment. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were rolling back and make it making it harder for people to vote. And if your vote wasn't important, they wouldn't be working to make laws every single legislative session since the rollback of the oversight provision in the 1965 Voting Rights Act was repealed by SCOTUS, by the Supreme Court. Every single legislative session yep. it added additional regulations because the Republicans know because they're fully running on a minoritarian platform, meaning they are not working for the people. They're working exactly. for a special minority. They're working for the extreme right. They're working for the extreme Christian nationalist folks. They are not working for the regular people, and they know that they are going to lose the majority vote. So they've been rolling back those rights and making it harder to vote. And so we have to fight back in our democracy while we still have it. That's true. And you know, one thing that I was thinking of, and it just hit me, if people think that this is not important, look at it this way. It's important enough for them to write a bill to stop something or to hinder something. It's important enough for them to write a bill to put restrictions on certain freedoms that you may have. If it's important enough for them to put a bill, call it a state law, why do you think that they do that? They do that for a reason. They're not doing it just because. They're not doing it just to say that we're doing something here in Tallahassee, just to say that we're doing some kind of work. If they're doing it for a reason and understand that there is a reason that they're doing these things, we want to make sure that you understand they're doing it for a reason. And if we don't get behind those that support what you think and the way that you think, trust and believe we're going to be left out in the cold and we're not going to have the rights that we feel as though we should have. But we can do something about that. So let's do 
what we need to do to take care of our rights moving forward. So again, this has been Howard Sapp with now with Dr. Sidney Banyer. Again, appreciate you so much for your input and for your, certainly your commentary and your smartness and your intelligence and your oversight and how the political system works. And we greatly thank you for that. So again, nice. Howard Sapp with now, and we look forward to seeing you again. And be sure uh, to check this out. I was going to say, I was going to do our little pitch for Big Mouth Media oh, now. No, so. no, I was going to say, go ahead and Oh, he's got it. He's got it. All right, go ahead, Howard. No, go ahead. Go ahead and for Big Mouth Media. Make sure you uh, hit up Big Mouth Media. You can uh, come on, what, sign up for, what is it, uh, $4.99? $4.99 a month. That's right. Damn, now damn. you can get the subscription, you'll get the video, and you're going to get the invite to special events. We have our first special event coming up on June 18th. That's going to be actually a really fun comedy show, bipartisan, Democrat, Republican comedy show. And members, people who are subscribing to Big Mouth Media, if you get the $4.99 a month, monthly one for now you know you got any of the other shows you got the annual one for big for now you know is 49.99 a month uh, a year okay or you get the everything package which is 19.99 a month if you are a member of any of those you're going to get to come to the comedy show for free so sign up nice forward to see you then and you're going to help support independent media and people who are working for the people right here at Big Mouth Media. And you can check out more at BigMouthMediaFL.com. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Thank you so much. See you guys next time. Bye.